0: Hello, welcome to this month's PBN Perspective. I'm Kerry McCarthy, and don't forget you can catch up with all the latest as it happens on plantbasednews.org and find us on SoundCloud. It's soundcloud.com forward slash plantbasednews. Coming up, as we look back at the month of April, Child gets national news coverage for wearing a cow onesie. Bill Nye tells us that plant-based diets are the future... And Manchester makes it practically impossible to avoid the vegan message without wearing blinkers, which are no doubt in production as we speak. Well, April is the cruelest month, as T.S. Eliot said. In his case, the existential ache of desires unfulfilled. In our case, a hell of a lot of fake news. Lots of articles about the fact that cutting out dairy increases people's risk of osteoporosis when the science shows exactly the opposite. I know, T.S. Eliot had the better deal. This is incredibly irritating. And the trouble with this one, don't you find, is that... It's slightly complicated to explain, especially in a social situation. And yet you don't want to say if somebody tells you about this story, look, it's too complicated. I don't know if it's worth the effort. You're not going to listen anyway, because that looks like classic dissembling. So if anyone brings it up, you you just like... Okay, the proteins in milk are a bit too dense for the human body and your stomach has to produce more acid than is ideal, so then it can't let that acid leave the body via the intestines or it would burn holes. So first it has to neutralize it with calcium. You know if you have indigestion you take a calcium carbonate pill? Yeah, because that's how you neutralize acid. So that's what it has to do and often it will use all the calcium in the milk you've just consumed, but even then it's not enough, which means it has to go to the bones to get more calcium which over time can be significantly corrosive and actually cause bone problems. And it's round about the first sentence that you realize, I've fallen into radio vegan here, and yet I can't stop. These people need to know this. In fact, you know this Elon Musk idea of hooking the human brain up to the cloud? It's obviously worrying because it risks the future of mankind. But if it's going to mean we can share mental links to nutritionfacts.org, then, you know, where do we plug in? Another laughable fake news story this month came from the Sun newspaper, usually a paragon of integrity, but they published an article about a mother who'd taken her child to a fancy dress party dressed as a cow, only to be told to leave because the other mums were all vegan. Of course, this is actually a fake news story originally posted here on the South End News Network, who followed their article up with another reporting on the son's feverish gullibility. 24 hours ago, we published a news story about a baby getting kicked out of a vegan party for wearing a cow onesie, including the fact the baby was called Tanya Hyde and the vegan mum was called Esmeralda Soy Abington. On Saturday morning, we received an email from a photo guy at The Sun wanting to sort out an image. Thankfully, our weekend girl, Stephanie, made up naturally, was very helpful. She set up a fake email account and everything, just in case. At this stage, we sat and waited with bated breath. Surely someone, somewhere, was going to twig. After all, three seconds of Googling South End News Network would have given them all the information they required to realise the whole thing was a big pile of bollocks. Alas, it was not to be. So The Sun, one of Britain's most popular national newspapers, ran this story and then they did take it down after a few hours. Somebody must have told them it was fake. But people say, don't they, that the problem with fake news is you can't tell the difference between that and the real news. But if you look at these stories in the sidebar of SNN, I mean, Lego launches United Airlines distressed passenger play set. I mean, maybe that could happen the way the world's going. Job-stealing immigrant arrested after cops find 63 jobs in basement. The English Defence League fell for that one. That was on one of their Facebook pages. Baffling, but uh, perhaps less surprising. But apart from anything else, what if this had been a real story? Some mums fight over a fancy dress costume. How is that falling under current affairs? It's hardly Watergate, is it? What qualifies something as news, the Sun newspaper? I want to know because the obvious answer is we think our readership doesn't like vegans. So we'll just find stuff that slags them off no matter how trivial. We will scour the internet night and day until we grind those vegans down with the scoop of the year. See someone, the sun. Seriously, get help. Positive news now. One of Germany's and one of YouTube's biggest car review channels that gets about 3 million views per month, AutoGifuel, has put out a message recently to car manufacturers urging them not to use leather in their car interiors. And Robin Raven wrote up the story on the plant-based news website at the start of the month. You may have seen our video on it a few weeks before uh, because Klaus spoke to Fuel presenter Thomas Majrak via Skype.
1: In a nutshell, what was your message? Yeah, so the message I have for the car CEOs, you can also check that uh, separate video there, uh, thank you for, for, for linking to it, is actually you should start thinking about if it's really necessary to put animal skin on a seat. You know, um, there's so much different options you have nowadays uh, which are more sustainable and I really want the the automotive um, uh, CEOs to think about how much cruelty is involved with the animal skin production. And I mean, it's, it's really obvious you cannot do it without harm because there's always killing involved. So um, we really need to
0: change this. And you can see that full interview on the Plant Based News YouTube channel. Thanks to Thomas for that. And look at this. That's how much Klaus puts into Plant Based News, by the way. He can't even afford to put on the heating mate. It takes proper dedication to work nine to five in full hiking gear. And he's prepared to do it. But this is an excellent point Thomas is making when he says the use of animal products should be a thing of the past. Because really, when you think about it, in an age of cotton and synthetic materials and hemp and all sorts, dare I say hemp, the vegan stereotype but it's ridiculous to be walking around in 2017 brazen as you like wearing a, a sheep over your shoulders tied around the middle with a cow i mean make up your mind what are you caveman or civilized human being and i say that without a trace of rhetoric it's just which is it savage with primitive flint tools or person of humanity capable of reason it's an innocent question And people say things like, yeah, but, you know, if you use the leather, um, at least you're using all of the animal. But as I saw on the Vegan Revolution's Twitter feed a while ago, that's kind of you to care. But you know who else was using every part of the animal? The animal. (laughs) However, if you're looking for fake animal skins, or fake fur at least, there was a quite unbelievable news story this month on how even buying the fake stuff is a minefield. Ed Winters, Earthling Ed, did a brilliant job on Sky News a couple of weeks ago explaining this strange situation where it's actually cheaper to produce animal fur than it is to create the synthetic stuff.
1: The problem is, it's so cheap to produce um, real fur in China. There's no money spent on the welfare of these animals. They're kept in tiny cages where they go insane and they self-mutilate and cannibalise one another. And the way that they're killed is quite often they're annually electrocuted and skinned alive. So there's no money spent on the well-being and welfare of these animals, which means they're incredibly cheap to raise, incredibly cheap to kill. And therefore, when they export them into the West, into countries such as the UK, They're incredibly cheap to sell.
0: So, if they treat animals like that, it's no surprise at all that they'd feel fine lying to buyers and consumers because their business model doesn't concern itself with ethics. And one of the popular animals for fur is this raccoon dog species, which I've never heard of before. But just look at that coat. Does that not look familiar? Like those green jacket things you get with the fur trims. You know, there's a way to check whether fur is synthetic before you buy it, as Ed described here.
1: Well, there's a couple of things you can do. The easiest thing to do is to inspect the base of where the fur is. And if it's joined on by, like, a pelt or it looks like flesh, then that means it's real fur. If it's on, like, a mesh or, like, a fabric, then you should be able to tell that it's fake. Also, the fur will taper off at the end if it's real, so it'll come to a point. And if it stays kind of the same thickness all the way along, it would suggest that it's, um, would suggest that it's fake. Sorry.
0: So, you know, if it's that easy to check what you're getting, it really is despicable that clothes manufacturers claim not to know anything about this. I mean, do me a favour. If we let people know how to check for themselves in the shop, um, that will hopefully have an impact on sales and on the demand because vegans and omnivores alike I'm sure would be against this, just the way these animals are kept. I learned a rather horrifying word the other day that I hadn't come across before, anthropocene. That's the scientific term for our current age in which the geological features of the planet haven't been defined by an ice age or a meteor impact, but by anthropic activity, the activities of humans. Is that not insane? And I know there's a lot of conflict over the nature of climate change and is it anything to do with us at all? But, you know, the evidence is everywhere. There was an article on One Green Planet this month uh, with the headline, How Human's Appetite for Burgers is Driving Polar Bears to Eat Dolphins. And it's about the destruction of the environment that we're causing. The biggest impact is coming from animal agriculture. This is resulting in all kinds of novel activity across the globe. The article tells us, Polar bears are not naturally inclined to eat dolphins, but territory shrinkage and food scarcity combined with the fact that dolphins themselves have had to move farther north as a result of rising temperatures has recently led them to start doing so for the first time in recorded history. So obviously it's not an article about bear catches prey and needs to be stopped. It's about the very obvious signs we're rapidly altering the planet. And this is why I'm convinced A vegan diet is very important um, psychologically to build people's capacity to experience empathy at a functioning level because it is a kind of intelligence. It's not charity or self-sacrifice. It's the ability to have foresight, the ability to see this kind of bigger picture, which is fairly obvious, but people tend to miss it. And I do think it's You know, sitting down to eat a meal and thinking that meal is just about your enjoyment, you know, and that's the whole story. The world beyond is completely irrelevant. Whereas if you're on a vegan diet, the food you seek out has a bigger context than you. You have to think, I eat this way because of something that isn't me. And isn't that just basic intelligence? I saw one of the most extreme anthropic influences when I used to go to Gibraltar a lot. There's a small population of Barbary macaques who are obviously very affected by humans. And I swear, they live on a diet of packaged sandwiches and Magnum ice creams. That's their favourite. They nick these off the kids. They go robbing anyone (laughs) in flats who leave their windows open. Then they hang around like thugs down the casino. And... You know, these are the activities that used to be the reserve of expats from Britain. So they're seriously impinging on our territory. And it's all like, oh, yeah, let's get a picture of it. It's just a bit of a laugh. But we're unbelievably careless the way we live on this planet. Anyway, to get back onto the positive, people are definitely changing. Bill Nye, also known as The Science Guy, hosted a Q&A session recently where he showed his support for the plant-based diet ethos. A Reddit user asked him, What are your thoughts on animal agriculture and the promotion of a vegan diet as to reduce our impact on climate change? And he said, plant-based diets are the future. I look forward to food preparations that are not derivative bits, as we say in comedy writing. So instead of coconut bacon, for example, I hope there is just a delicious standalone coconut preparation. Cooking is a competitive business. I look forward to the emergence of new plant-based dishes. So he's obviously not a fan of the fake meat products. Yeah, corn is a bit like the methadone of the newly vegan community. But after a while on a plant-based diet, fake meat does seem like more of a fun novelty item than something you crave. Happy Healthy Vegan made a great video on the Bill Nye thing because he's been doing this for quite a while. They found a clip of him dissing paleo diets as well.
1: I have a few questions about what you eat, your, your diet. People in my time call it the paleo diet. It's all the rage right now. Uh, oh right, uh, paleo diet. Okay, morons, look at me. Do I look happy? <laughs> is this really what you want to be? But some people in my time think eating only protein is inherently healthy. This isn't healthy. I'm being honest with you. I'm not healthy. I'm 17.
0: Yeah, because paleo, in a dietary sense, refers to a time when humans were even less adapted to eating meat than we are now. So if we still get indigestion and issues with regularity, major problems arising from meat that's undercooked, and we've been at it for tens of thousands of years longer, I can't imagine meat would be a prized source of calories for the majority of the paleo period, other than a major fallback food on the savannah. But Paleo means, you know, from about 2.6 million years ago up until about 10,000 years ago. So technically, it should refer to a plant-based diet, if we're going to be pedantic about it, which somebody has tried on Wikipedia, but in their haste, they've skimped on the spell checking, which is a shame. Anyway, great to have uh, such a respected name in science educating the public. He is the guy of science. That's his official title, not my words, the words of PBS Children's. Now, this vegan education actually spilled out somewhat into reality. I don't know if you noticed this on April the 22nd, because that was vegan education day. I didn't know about it, or I would have arranged to be amongst people and educate them relentlessly because that's the one day of the year where if someone criticizes, you you can just say, no, check your calendar, mate. You have to let me speak. You do. I, I would do the same for you on egregious barbarian day. Really, I would. And to any non-vegans listening, you know I'm joking, but Vegan Education Day sounds like a good concept because a lot of people have some kind of physical or even mental health problem and they may be going to see their doctor and just not getting that information because of an extremely annoying tendency in the world of medicine, illustrated here by Dr. Michael Grego.
1: Now that we know what's going on, what do we have to do? Well, from a 2012 follow-up, Uh, Well, the obvious, most obvious solution to this metabolic endotoxemia, okay, well we can reduce saturated fat intake, which in this country is mostly uh, cheese and chicken, but the Western diet is not conducive to this mode of action, and it is difficult for patients to comply with this request. So what, let's not even tell them, right? I mean, this patronizing attitude in the medical profession, of oh, patients won't change their diet or stop smoking. I mean, even if it's going to kill them, you know. So why bother? Right? That attitude may be one of the real leading causes of death. But let's get
0: back. There's a tendency for doctors to make up their patients' minds for them, or actually not know. The nutritional information in the first place, that old joke about a doctor knows as much about nutrition as his or her secretary, but if the secretary's on a diet, they know more. How do we combat this? We put up massive signs like this in Manchester city centre. It's very hard to avoid education. When it looks like that, I mean, you pretty much have to stay indoors. Manchester and England really went to town on all this vegan stuff. Go Vegan World sent out 300 buses onto the streets with huge adverts on them. There were bigger posters like this, and I don't even understand some of the things they did. 60 pavement impressions, for example, jet-washed onto the pavement. How does that work? And Go Vegan World is a public advertising campaign run by Eden Farmed Animal Sanctuary in Ireland, and their website's got some very interesting stuff to say in a very lyrical way with words. The aim of Go Vegan World is to expose this inconsistency between our values and our behavior. We claim to respect fact, yet we live according to myth. I mean, that's brilliantly put, isn't it? If you're listening outside the UK, Manchester is this city. I don't know if you saw this photo going viral. Looks like a Renaissance-style painting and really captures the vibrant mix of drunk people and criminals. But the UK has a lot more to offer than that like the Cumberland Pencil Museum in Keswick. So how did Mancunians react to all this? Well, one commenter said, I'm ready to listen. And another said, While I understand and respect vegetarianism, to me veganism is an unhealthy extreme and promoting such a lifestyle is irresponsible. Hence the need for vegan education day. This commenter unwittingly answered the question in the opposite direction. Finally... Pamela Anderson is a dark horse, although never for long, after revealing her relationship with Julian Assange, she's told the papers that she's going through the menopause. And see, to me, we're back to cow onesie territory again, metaphorically speaking, you understand, but what the hell qualifies as news nowadays? Woman ages. But anyway, it's a positive story for vegans because she advocates employing a vegan diet instead of going down the pharmaceutical path to quell the symptoms. The Evening Standard says, although vegan diets are thought to help with symptoms, there isn't much evidence. And again, I think we're back to the vegan education thing here because uh, a lot of women don't know about this, but there have been studies on it, like one conducted by anthropologist Margaret Locke in the 80s, where she compared the experiences of thousands of menopausal women in Japan, America, and Canada, and found that Japanese women frequently reported no symptoms other than the cessation of their cycle. The mechanism might be something to do with the fact that plants are replete with plant estrogens that seem to work in harmony with the human body. If you go to nutritionfacts.org and search for this, there are several videos on the subject. See, Elon, this is where I need you, mate. I just want to press a button and have our dear listener know the information. There are also some interesting uh, videos on the site about the safety of soy, some recent studies on that. And given that milk has been linked to breast and testicular cancer, dairy milk, that is, Um, It seems the hormones in animal products really don't work in harmony with the human body. So the emission of animal products may also play a big part in why women from the more plant-based countries report a different midlife experience. Midlife? Yeah, if you're vegan, you should be living to over 100. Keep up. Well, that's the end of another PBN Perspective. Thanks very much for listening to all our plant-based friends. If you're not plant-based... May your next flight be on an overcrowded United Airlines plane. No, I kid. I do hope that if you're interested in the plant-based lifestyle, you'll subscribe to this channel and learn more over the ensuing episodes. Please leave your comments below. Let us know if there's anything we should be covering on plantbasednews.org. And, of course, we're also on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash news. Thanks a lot for listening, and I'll see you next time.